Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this unfortunately is your monday night raw post show for july 3rd 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots beer garden thank you guys very much for joining me on your monday evenings wherever you may be wrong intro huh oh well the wrong intro, man. Listen, man, we gotta give uh, we gotta give my guy Paul Levesque some credit, man. He, he's very lonely in WWE right now, man. So I figured, you know, why not? Let's after a great Money in the Bank pay per view, right? I figured let's give Paul Levesque some love, right? Apparently not. We go right from that to this, and I'm regretting changing the goddamn intro already. Back to Triple H, man. There you go, proving me wrong as always. Monday Night Raw, man. Listen, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like we're living in a twilight zone. It's like we're living in in the fucking twilight zone, man. Natalia, Natalia, Nightheart was the best thing about Monday Night Raw tonight. Legitimately. I don't know if you guys felt the same as I did tonight, but Natalia, the best thing about Monday Night Raw tonight, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that Natalia's been, but a great match with Rhea Ripley on what was probably one of the worst Monday Night Raws of the entire year. Zero effort. Zero effort. Zero interest. Zero excitement. Maybe the uh, jet lag from the United Kingdom was the reason why they didn't put on a great show tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with uh, Cody Rhodes, man. Everybody's favorite Cody Rhodes. You know he don't got the uh, he don't got that bionic cast anymore, man. What happened? He he miraculously healed himself in about six weeks with a broken arm. Something that should be. Uh, Keeping Cody on the shelf four to six weeks, man. He's got the fucking bionic arm. He took it off. It's all over. Cody Rhodes, he shows up on Monday Night Raw tonight, man. Cody's got some balls on him, man. Cody's got some fucking grapefruits on him. He shows up on Monday Night Raw, and within the first five minutes, he is facing Seth Rollins in the ring face-to-face Almost as if he's going after the world championship. Yeah, he wants to finish the story, man. Really, he wants to finish the story and win the title that his father never won, right? So he's going to go after the world championship. I- I'm sorry, Cody. That- that's not the title that you really should be going after. The title that you should be going after is held by Roman Reigns. 
who I don't know if you know, was pinned by Jay Uso already on Saturday afternoon. So good luck with that, man. The job is 50% completed. It's great. I don't give a shit about Cody and his family history anymore. It's over. He's out there facing Seth Rollins face-to-face. He wants a shot at the world title. That's what was presumed on tonight's show. And all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes out, man. Brock Lesnar, Cowboy Brock, is on Monday Night Raw. He was too busy to fly to the United Kingdom. Fuck it. Cody's going to be in Baltimore. I'll meet him there, bro. And then we'll go grab a Guinness at the Guinness Brewery in Baltimore. Maybe we'll catch an Orioles game. They're playing pretty well this year. Not better than the Atlanta Braves, but they're, they're playing pretty well, man. This is the... This is the mastermind of Vince McMahon. Cody beats Dominic, right? He beats Dominic Mysterio. What did Cody Rhodes do to deserve a championship match, by the way? Oh, yeah, he beat Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that makes great sense. And then Brock Lesnar comes out, and they brawl. Cody delivers a Cody cutter, and that's it. That was the segment. And then we go to commercial break, and then Seth Rollins is still in the ring. Whoa! Oh, like a bunch of sheep singing his song. I mean, are we are we watching American Idol? Honestly, seriously, what the fuck are we doing? Then you got le- legitimately the first the first half an hour of this show was legitimately. American Idol, you got, oh, and then you got Cody out there in wrestling gear, by the way, shows up in wrestling gear, wait till I tell you what he did later in the show, he's out there in wrestling gear, whoa, what the fuck are we doing here, bro, I mean, is this, is this a comedy show, seriously, this is Fucking cringe. Then I got geeks online. Oh, well, you, 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 don't, you, you don't have a problem when Jericho does it. I never said I liked when Jericho does it. I liked it the first fucking couple of weeks. Then it grows stale. And by the way, Jericho doesn't stand in the ring for fucking three minutes like a fucking narcissist with his hands in the air. Whoa! Let me stand here and let the fans suck my dick like a bunch of sheep. Legitimately, Jericho allows the fans to sing, I don't know what, the last five or six words in Judas? WWE doesn't know how to make shit just fucking uncool. They, 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 They are ridiculous. It is so bad. So bad. And you got you got fucking little geeks on like, oh, this is this is exciting. I'm watching a child's program being written by an 80-year-old fucking demented senile fuck. That's what I'm watching. This is what they think the fans want to see. Instead of naturally letting it be 
They want to jam it down your throat. Hey, pal, you know what I think we should do? The fans singing along. I think we should add another three minutes to that, pal. That's good shit. Unbelievable. It's legitimately fucking unbelievable, man. I'm fucking floored. I'm legitimately floored at how bad this show is, man. Legitimately. I don't want the booze. Where's my fucking cheers, man? Holy shit. That's right, motherfucker. Stan G with a $100 super chat. He says, get that Mustang. Happy 4th. Stan G, you're getting another fucking round of ovation, bro. It's exactly, man. It's exactly what I like to see. This is the type of energy I need after today, man. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. I had to deal with this fucking show tonight. And then I go to the Ford dealership. If you want to know what Stan G's talking about, I go and have an appointment for the Mustang Dark Horse. I'm in love with the car. I'm in love with the car. They tell me it's going to be $25,000 over MSRP. The MSRP for this car is about 57, 58, give or take. They're adding 25 G's on top of the fucking SMRP. I'm like, well, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, what is wrong with people nowadays, man? Is everybody a fucking crook? Honestly, am I going to pay it? I don't know, man. I got some fucking soul searching to do here. But uh, if you guys, uh, listen, if if Stan G is going to get the ball rolling, man, you guys may actually be partial owner of the fucking dark horse if that's the case. Holy shit, yes. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. $25,000 over over list price. Insane. Insane. They're getting one. It's for me. It's allocated to me. Do I want it? Sure, I want it. But I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. Fantasy Kid, what the fuck are you talking about? For 70K? Where you get one for 70K, bro? Seriously, you gotta, you gotta reach into my DMs, man. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Holy shit, do I got to go to Detroit and have them build it my, uh, build it there and pick it up there and drive it back to New York? Holy shit. It's ridiculous. It's nuts. Crazy. They're crazy, man. They're just as crazy as Vince McMahon. So uh, on top of the sing-along, what did we accomplish for the opening segment of this show? Nothing. Thanks, Vince, for getting Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam, man. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares. The feud is dead. Cody's dead. Brock, insignificant. What does it matter? What does it matter? Ridiculous. The other thing that happened tonight was, and I'm struggling to figure out what was second on the list of priorities tonight. Oh, by the way, this is a new microphone, man. I got the new Rode, uh, I got the new Rode Pod Mic USB. This new one that they came out with. I got the Rode Procaster. I'm in Jersey, by the way. This is my second home here. I got my uh, my my secondary setup. So I don't say, if I don't sound as good, if things don't uh, match what happens back home, man, it's not my fucking fault. It's not my problem. I'll fix it later. So if uh, if I don't sound right, it's not because uh, 
I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just new equipment. I upgraded the office here in Jersey. I'm not in uh, New York. I'm, I'm in Atlantic City for the holiday. It, it is what it is. But if I sound good, then uh, that's all great. The other thing that happened tonight, I'm all over the place. Uh, the other thing that happened tonight was the Women's Championship. We got this fourth, what is this, fourth match? Fourth match with, uh, with with Rhea Ripley and Natalia. We we actually got a match tonight. We, we we actually got a match tonight, and I was pleasantly surprised to see Rhea Ripley and Natalia have a, a, a great match. I didn't think they were going to even get three minutes. They got fucking ten minutes plus, and that's the type of shit Rhea Ripley needs. That is the type of shit Rhea Ripley needs for this title reign because up until this point, she hasn't done anything. I mean, you see the caliber of performer that she is, man. People are invested in what she's doing. People react to what she is doing. So she needs to be how she was tonight on the show. Natalia, you know, has always been that scrappy, you know, come-from-behind underdog. I don't know where they were going with this. I don't know if this is going to lead to a, a Natalia heel turn or a character change or something along those lines, but... I mean, after all these weeks of nothing with these two, they finally got a match in. And, and what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. WWE once again teased Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> Rhea, Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez out there, tag team champion with Liv Morgan. She's now eyeing Rhea Ripley for a potential match at SummerSlam. Maybe, maybe. I don't know what they're doing there. We got Becky looming as always. It could be Becky versus Rhea. It could be EO versus Rhea. Who the fuck knows what they want to do? But I like it. I thought what they did was great. I don't give a shit. But what we got was a very good match with the women's division. On the other hand, the rest of the division is fucking awful. That, that, that women's turmoil match that we got tonight was legitimately... The most depressing fucking women's match you could possibly ever ask for. It just showed you exactly where their division is and how it feels, and it just sucks. It just sucks. Everybody in that division is completely insignificant. Nobody feels important. It's Rhea and everybody else is in a fucking mixed bag of nothing. That's all it is. It's sad. The sad state of women's wrestling on Monday Night Raw. And it's no better on Friday Night SmackDown. On Friday, they got Oscar, they got Charlotte and Bianca. A outside those three, it is completely useless. Completely useless. And Shayna Baszler, man. Oh, my goodness. Shayna Baszler with the promo of her career on the main roster. She's cut better promos in black and gold for sure. But a promo that spoke a lot of truth. Against Ronda Rousey, we will go over that tonight. We will go over also why this is all happening. And Ronda is on her way out. Thank God. Thank God Ronda is on her way out of the WWE. So we will talk about that as well right here on the post show on Off the Script. I appreciate you guys very much for joining me. You know what? We're going to play Red Skies again in the background. Why? Because this show sucks. Appreciate you guys joining me on my Monday Night Raw post show on your Monday nights. Hopefully you guys have a great day planned for the 4th of July. It was a scorcher today. It was about 90 degrees, near 90 degrees. Spent a lot of my time outside today. Spent some time in the gym. Had a couple of cold beverages. Made a couple of pit stops. Some good shit, man. Home, 
dinner raw here with you guys doing the same thing tomorrow should be a great uh, a great day sun's gonna be out all day i may be at the beach fireworks my brother's gonna be in town should be a good one and then i'll be back in new york on wednesday morning but i appreciate you guys regardless man hopefully you guys got something planned for tomorrow enjoy yourselves it's very difficult for me to enjoy myself man i always got work on the mind i actually uploaded a video earlier yesterday so go check that out got all the uh wwe geeks crying over my thumbnail you can thank tony khan for a potential wrestlemania in london that's what the top story was coming out of money in the bank wanted to talk about it a little bit more on sunday Make sure you guys go check that out. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We just hit 147,000 subscribers on the channel. I appreciate you guys very much. Yes, Frag Dude 44 in the chat. Uh, there will be no TNT. There will be no TNT tomorrow night with Drew Baydala. He's at the lake with his family, and uh, I just don't want to work. I don't want to work. You guys, uh, you guys can catch us the following week, and if you want some wrestling-related content, you guys can go watch NXT Underground on Tuesday night. Man, they're bringing back Raw Underground on Tuesday night. This is how this is how pathetic NXT has become. NXT Underground. Oh, but it's a great show. Fuck out of here. You got to be fucking kidding me. So no TNT episode four. We'll be back on Tuesday following uh, the following week. But uh, I will be live with Jesse on Wednesday. We're not missing Dynamite. It's going to be a full week of content, man. We're going to be doing the full week of content. So I appreciate you guys very much for all that. Um, also, make sure you guys get those super chats in. We'll really appreciate it. Also, hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes minimum today on OTS. And tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout for your free sample of their service. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. WWE opened up Monday Night Raw with a memorial graphic for the recently deceased Darren Drozdov. Rest in peace, Droz. Wasn't a big fan of Droz, but I know he had some health issues, and it was very classy of WWE to give him a uh, in-remembrance graphic at the beginning of Monday Night Raw. I think they did that on SmackDown as well, but uh, I'm not completely sure because I tuned into SmackDown pretty late. On Friday night. I was like seven minutes late for SmackDown on Friday night. But I think they did the same thing on Friday as well. Seth Rollins made his way to the ring as the crowd sang his theme like a bunch of sheep. Whoa. We're singing his song like a bunch of fucking marks. This is what WWE thinks is cool. And they egg it on and they embellish and they tell him to go out there and stand with his hands 
under a spotlight, and it continues on for an extra three minutes as I become agitated, and it's just awful. It's become legitimately the worst thing on Monday Night Raw. I can't stand it. Like, I don't care if they do it during the fucking match. I don't care that they do it during his entrance, but they got to do it for an extra three minutes while the music goes off? Boy, did they just completely ruin that and fucking pound it into the ground, man. Holy shit. Ridiculous. All of a sudden, he is going over some of the top moments from Money in the Bank, focused on his match with Finn Balor. Rollins prepared to talk about SummerSlam only for Cody Rhodes to interrupt him. So we got... Rollins singing his song, and then fucking Cody out there dancing. Whoa! Cody. Fucking American Idol out here. Before Cody could start saying anything, he's like, so! And we get Brock Lesnar's music kit. Brock Lesnar's music hits the PA system. He showed up. He started a brawl with Cody while Rollins walked away from the ring. Cody evaded an F5 and caught Brock with a Cody cutter, and that forced him to retreat. And then he's showing off his arm, right? He's like, I got no more broken arm, man. I got more, I got no more broken arm. Brock retreats after one Cody cutter. This is where we start to see superhero Cody, man. This is what you're gonna see on uh, SummerSlam Saturday, August 5th. So We got to commercial break. That was it. That was the hot open for Monday Night Raw. Very Vince, this open. So we get back from commercial break. Rollins is still in the ring. Whoa! They're still fucking 15 minutes into the show. They're still singing this guy's song. So we tried to speak about SummerSlam again, and this time, the Judgment Day. Come out. Finally, some good music on this show. If there's a sing-along that I'd like to sing along to, it's fucking Alter Bridge and the other side. Judgment Day's theme. How about we start singing along to that? Actually, better not, because you'll run that into the fucking ground, too. Rhea Ripley's out there, along with Dominic and Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley said that everyone wants to talk about them, only for Rollins to point out that Balor is missing. Balor lost the championship match on Saturday afternoon. Damian Priest told Rollins to not be concerned about Finn and to be concerned about his briefcase. Priest teased all the moments he could cash in his contract, including tonight. He said, it could be at SummerSlam. It could be at Survivor Series. It could be at the Royal Rumble. It could be tonight. Damian Priest ain't fucking... Going all the way till Royal Rumble with the briefcase. Damian Priest, in fact, in my prediction, will be losing this briefcase and will be failing in a cash-in. Because he ain't winning the world title. There's no way they're giving that man the world title. Zero. Not taking the title off of Rollins, man. Rollins worked way too hard to get to this point. And Damian Priest really doesn't factor into world title plans, so there's no real point in putting the world championship on him. It's not his time. There will be a time. Right now is not his time. So, Rollins told Priest that he doesn't even have a match tonight. And he would go on to celebrate in Baltimore. 
He don't have to be here tonight. He's going to go drinking, partying in Baltimore. Dominic Mysterio tried to speak. The crowd started booing him. Rhea Ripley said that Dominic wants to fight Rollins tonight. Rollins pointed out that it looks like a trap, but still, I choose to accept your challenge. Yes, it looks like a trap, and I know what you guys are probably trying to do to me to set me up for a priest cashier, but you know what? I'm going to be a dumb baby face. I'm going to take the chance on this and say yes. Great. Awesome. And that was basically it. This was the opening segment. So the opening segment consisted of three sing-alongs, Brock Lesnar eating a Cody cutter, Cody Rhodes out there basically doing nothing to Brock Lesnar, basically setting up their SummerSlam match that no one gives a shit about, and we still don't have an explanation. Wow. Tell me, Vince. Tell me, Vince, booked this open to Raw without telling me Vince booked this open to Monday Night Raw. Wow. Great. So exciting, man. What a hot start. It really gets my blood pumping for Monday Night Raw tonight. Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura was the open of Monday Night Raw. Didn't we see this two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I know we saw this match on Monday Night Raw. Uh, You guys in the chat, man, my sleuths in the chat, please tell me if we saw this match not too long ago, man. I'm terrible with dates. I know we saw this match on Monday Night Raw. They both had qualified already for the money in the bank, and I know we saw this on Monday Night Raw. Yet we're getting it again. Yet we're getting it again. One of those things, man. One of those things that I want to see people try and get one over on me, man. Oh, well, J.D. doesn't know what he's talking about. He says Vince is in charge. It's Triple H in charge. I'm sorry. How many, how many matches before this Vince McMahon fucking uh, narrative started to get pushed in the community? How, how, many, how many rematches did Triple H give us on a Monday and Friday night? We've barely seen any rematches. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You want to know how Vince is booking the show? We're getting a rematch. Vince doesn't remember what Triple H used to do. He don't remember what Triple H did seven months ago or three weeks ago, for that matter, being that we saw this match not too long ago within the same fucking month. We're getting it again. So, yes, this is a rematch. Triple H doesn't book rematches unless it makes sense. This just didn't make sense. This was another fucking 10 minutes to fill TV time. On Monday night. So. The match was fine. I don't know what you want me to say about the match. But the match was fine. Did it mean anything? No. 
I'm surprised Damian Priest got the fucking win. Normally, Vince McMahon, when he sees someone holding the briefcase, he would more than likely have them go in there and lose because they already are the de facto number one contender for the world championship. So they could take a loss because they have that briefcase that guarantees them a title shot. So he, he usually thinks, and this is the way he does it, this is the way he's done it in years past, that if you have the briefcase, you are okay to lose. I'm surprised Damian Priest won this thing. I really am. Priest had control early, worked over Nakamura's arm. Nakamura fired up. He took out Priest with some shots to the midsection. Nakamura choked Priest with his boot. Priest kept control after coming back with a series of stomps. Priest jumped at Nakamura. Nakamura caught him, landed a big knee right to Damian Priest. Action goes to the outside. Nakamura was dropped on his back across the guardrail. Looked like it sucked. We go to commercial break. We're back from break. Nakamura landed some more strikes on Priest. Nakamura slammed Priest and rolled to the outside. He then starts dancing in front of Rhea Ripley and blows her a kiss. Goes back in the ring. Nakamura took down Priest with a big strike. He goes for recovery. Gets a two count. Nakamura came off the second rope. Ran into an uppercut from Damian Priest. Nakamura then rolled Priest up out of nowhere for a two. He went for an armbar. Priest blocked it. Priest then hit a spinning kick. He goes for a cover, gets a two. Priest lifted Nakamura. Nakamura kind of got out of that, rolled Priest up for a leverage two count. Nakamura kicked Priest, and he landed a big knee from the second rope. He then fired up for the Kinshasa. Priest caught Nakamura instead with a short-arm clothesline, took him by the throat, Hit south of heaven, and that was it for Damian Priest, and he gets the victory. Like I said, I'm surprised that he won the match, being that Vince McMahon usually has these guys lose because they're holding the briefcase, and he thinks that it's okay for them to lose. It's not okay for anybody to lose, especially somebody like Damian Priest who wants to go after the world title. I never understood that. If you're the money in the bank briefcase holder, or if you're the one of the females holding the briefcase, you should be winning matches. Because when you go to cash in, it looks like you're ready for the spot instead of losing, 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 losing. And then you go to cash in and then you win the championship. All right, well, you lost your last seven fucking matches, but you want me to sit there and think that this guy, because he had a fucking briefcase and cashed in on a weekend champion after a 20-minute match, you think that's good enough to be called world champion. I never understood that. Never really understood that, but... Here we are, and this is the mentality of a senile old fuck like Vince McMahon. So Nakamura loses. Damian Priest gets the win. He maintains momentum. And another thing that you guys want to pay attention to, Nakamura, he came back like he was going to be the fucking uh, main guy on this show, man. Triple H had big plans for Shinsuke Nakamura. This guy is already dead. This guy has... He has basically found himself another new home, this time not on Friday nights, but on Monday in the middle of nothing. Triple H wanted to present this guy and start over fresh. Start, I guess, to to build him up from what Vince was doing with him on Friday night. Present him in a different light. Give him a new slate. What are we doing? What are we doing? Here's another sing-along. Nakamura. Fans are singing his fucking song, too. It's like sing-along hour in the first half an hour of the show. Nakamura deserves better. Don't know where we're going, but Damian Priest gets the win with the South of Heaven, as he should be winning. But at the expense of Nakamura, I think we could do better with that. Moving on. 
You guys know, uh, you guys know the deal. Ronda tonight with Becky Lynch, man. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Drowsy. Uh, made her way to the ring to address Shayna Baszler and her betrayal at Money in the Bank, only for Shayna to immediately interrupt Ronda Rousey as soon as she got out there. Uh, I, I, I don't know who in WWE is uh, potentially listening to this, man, but uh, holy shit, folks. I mean, what are, we, what are we doing here, man? Have you listened to Shayna Baszler's theme music? I mean, holy fucking Christ. What are we doing? Shayna Baszler may have the worst fucking theme music in, in, in all of existence at this point. What is that? Seriously. I could go to Chipotle, have a fucking chorizo burrito with extra fucking beans and cheese, throw some fucking pico and sour cream on that motherfucker. Why don't you throw some guac on there while you're at it? And I could shit out a better fucking theme song than the one Shayna Baszler has right now. Are we fucking serious? We can't get... I mean, you you, you gave Sami Zayn his fucking theme song back, right? I mean, how many fucking... You, Tommaso Ciampa's got his fucking theme song back from Black and Gold. Where, where's Shayna Baszler's fucking theme song from NXT? Right? Well, what happened? It was so good. You got the fucking galloping of the horses in the, in, in the entrance of the theme or the intro of the theme, and it's just badass. And what the fuck are we doing here, man? Pathetic. Nobody in this company realizes how important theme music is. Or I guess the important people really don't understand how important theme music is. You want to send Shayna Baszler out there in a match with Ronda Rousey with that fucking backing her to the ring? Jesus fucking Christ. Ridiculous. She's out there. Baszler said that everyone was tired of hearing her speak. No lies detected, Shayna. No lies detected. Baszler called Rhonda narcissistic and said that she was the one that brought her into this business. She pointed out how she has paid her dues and worked hard while Rhonda came through the door, the back door, directly into WrestleMania. Baszler said she loves this and Rhonda ruined it for her. Baszler said that the sobering reality is that she is the only one that could shut Ronda up. Ronda knocked Baszler off the apron with a kick, tried to put her in a sleeper hold. Baszler turned the hold into an ankle lock and followed her up with a fucking nasty knee strike right to Ronda's face. And that's the way the segment came to a close. 
So I like the narrative of the promo. I like the verbiage of the promo. Uh, all that Shayna Baszler said was legit, and that was all a shoot. Uh, if it, if not for Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey would not be in the WWE. Ronda was convinced by Shayna Baszler to come to the company and wrestle. And Ronda saw how Shayna was doing in NXT, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. And Shayna had glowing things to say about uh, her time in NXT, which I'm sure led to Ronda Rousey giving it a go. Now, clearly, Ronda is a bigger name than Shayna Baszler. And yes, she got the bigger spotlight over Shayna Baszler. But do not, do not take anything away from Shayna Baszler. Her run on the main roster has fucking sucked. Sucked. This woman, you know, everybody wants to fucking have a love fest with Asuka. Oh, Asuka this, Asuka's great, Asuka this, Asuka that. That's great. I love Asuka too. Don't get me wrong. But when you want to talk about Asuka's dominance in the WWE, there has been no greater dominating run next to Asuka than Shayna Baszler. Quote me on that. Tell me when I am telling lies. There is no one in this company currently that could go out there and tell you you people too in the chat and everybody on fucking social media because I know you're going to fucking clip this because you're fucking thirsty for content, you fucking cocksuckers. I know you are. There's no one in this company next to Asuka better than Shayna Baszler. Dominating, dominating reigns, what she's done, nobody better than Shayna Baszler. I'm including Charlotte, I'm putting Bianca, Sasha, Rhea Ripley, you name it. Do not. Take anything away from this woman. Do not. It is not her fault that she's faulted on the main roster. It is not by choice. She hasn't been focused on at all by creative. They paired her in a fucking tag team with Nia Jax. They paired her in a fucking tag team with Ronda Rousey that went nowhere. And the only reason why this is happening now is because Ronda is on her way out of WWE. They've done nothing with Shayna Baszler. That, that little feud with Becky Lynch, they, they, they went nowhere with that either. Shayna Baszler should have beat Becky Lynch. Becky actually wanted to put over Shayna Baszler. They didn't do it because Vince didn't see anything in Shayna Baszler. Meanwhile, this woman had one of the best women's title reigns in company history. And you want to take this and fucking present Shayna in this dog shit way on the main roster. It's fucking pathetic. It really is pathetic, and I can't stand it. No, that applause is not for me. No, that applause is not for me. I wish it was. Ali! With a $100 super chat. Thank you, Ali. I love you guys, man. I love you guys. When I'm in pain, you guys make me feel better, man. JD, my friend, I hope you get that Mustang soon because you deserve it and you are the true goat of the IWC. I acknowledge you, says Ali. Brother, I acknowledge you. On the podcast, man. Thank you so very much. Thank you for being here, Ali. Happy to have you as an OTS VIP right here on the channel. Thank you so much, man. Keep those super chats coming in, guys. I will read them all at the end of the show. So, yes, 
Yes, that is uh, the truth there in regards to Shayna Baszler. A lot of this is true. Ronda would not be here without Shayna. Uh, nobody wants to hear from Ronda. That's a shoot. And I do feel that Ronda is on her way out. Now, nothing is confirmed. Nothing is confirmed. But the suddenness of the tag team being broken up and the fact that Ronda and Shayna are now feuding, Ronda, whether you like her or not, she's tried to make the women's division better. It's a battle that no one can win. It's a battle no one can win. It is, it is a disaster. Sasha couldn't do it. Naomi couldn't do it. Ronda's not going to do it. Ronda's not going to... Ronda did it. Ronda did it. Her first run. Ronda changed the fucking division. She did. Everything that that division was churning out in that first run from Ronda Rousey, everybody around it benefited. Everybody. Becky benefited. Asuka, Charlotte, Sasha. Everybody. Alexa. I'll even include her in that. Everybody benefited. There was a fucking evolution happening. There was. As soon as Becky won that fucking WrestleMania match against, uh, against Ronda and Charlotte, the fucking division went right down the hill. Ronda was taken off television. She went to go have a kid. Becky was the fucking champion. What did WWE do with Becky Lynch? The first fucking thing that they did was feud her with Lacey Evans. For months, that's what they did. The division was already. Everything Ronda did was fucking turned upside down. Ronda came back a couple of years ago and has done nothing. Nothing. She hasn't felt the same. The division is just fucking absolute dog shit. WWE doesn't care. And no matter how Ronda wants to try, no matter how hard she wants to try, they made her women's champion. It went nowhere. They tried to put over Liv Morgan. That went nowhere. I mean, it's ridiculous. They tried to put over Shotzi. It went nowhere. Then they gave Ronda the tag team titles, and that went nowhere because Ronda is out the door. Why would Ronda want to stay? Not even for any other reason. Why would Ronda want to stay if she has a hard out from WWE, as the reports say? uh, say. She has a hard out in her current. Why does she want to stay? What is there for her to do there if they don't want to listen, if they're not willing to listen? The tag team division sucks. The titles mean nothing. They don't know what the fuck they're doing there. There was a report that I just read before Raw saying that Ronda Rousey said that her title match at Money in the Bank got cut for time three different times. They don't give a shit about women's wrestling unless you are Becky, Rhea, Charlotte, or Bianca. That is it. I'm not even including Asuka in that because Asuka is only a token champion holding that until Charlotte gets it so they can do Charlotte versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Mark my words. Is EO going to fare better here? Probably not. For all we know, EO may be, may be the first woman to fail a fucking cash-in. Why? Because she doesn't speak English. Oh, here's another Oscar, says Vince. The fuck am I going to do with that? So Ronda leaving, you won't even miss her. You won't even know she's gone because she provides nothing as it is. But this is Ronda's way of helping Shayna get over. Now, what Ronda doesn't understand is that she could do whatever she wants to do to help get Shayna Baszler over. When she leaves the company, Shayna Baszler is at the fucking behest of Vince McMahon. What do you think Vince McMahon's going to do if Ronda puts Shayna over at SummerSlam? You think Vince is going to take that and say, thanks, Ronda. Now we're going to push Shayna as one of the top names in the division. You fucking serious? 
Shayna is going to fall right back to the bottom of the barrel. And Ronda will be watching at home again asking yourself, what the fuck did I do? Why did I waste my time? She's going back to the UFC. Where she could actually make real money. And actually maybe be appreciated. Because nobody appreciates her here. The fans don't. The company don't. The division don't. You're not going to help this division. Especially when you got people like Charlotte Flair who are hungry for all the spotlight and unwilling to share it with everybody else. And Becky, who doesn't want to help anybody else. It's ridiculous. I don't know why Sasha didn't come back. And people are already calling for Naomi to leave Impact and come back. Why would they? Why would they? To walk back into this? Backstage, Alpha Academy was training ahead of their match against the Viking Raiders and Valhalla. Great. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez made their way to the ring. The new women's tag team champions. They beat Shayna and Ronda at Money in the Bank. Shock. Yes. Nobody expected that. We have a tag team turmoil match. Great. Can't wait. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green are in this thing. And they go up against first Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Now, this is a solid team. They are the way. They were a team in NXT. You'd think they would fare a little bit better here, being that they are pretty decent together and that they've teamed before together in NXT. I can't stand these tag team turmoil matches. This is just the way WWE likes to fill television. And I don't know why they did a tag team turmoil match with the women's division because all it's going to do is expose how weak your entire division is. So... We got Sonya and Chelsea beating Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. It legitimately, I don't even have a time here. It legitimately went less than two minutes. Poor Candice LeRae, man. What are we we doing with Candice LeRae? Got one of the best female workers in the entire division. And this woman has been fucking lowered on the card to team with Indy Hartwell and losing two minutes in a tag team turmoil match that meant nothing on WWE TV. What about Indy Hartwell? This woman gave up the NXT fucking championship, the NXT Women's Championship, to get called up to the main roster to do what? Sit out 80% of the fucking time and then get TV time and lose in 90 seconds. Yeah, you want me to sit there and be gleaming about the women's division. You guys want me to sit here and boast about how great and talented the women's division is. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell are absolutely fucking irrelevant women, non-factors in this fucking company. That's a shame. That's a shame. Nikki Cross and Emma were a tag team. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Why was this needed? I have no fucking clue. Nikki Cross wanted Candice LeRae to be her partner. Candace said, no, I'm teaming with Indy. They lost. 
Emma steps in and says, don't worry. Don't worry. She picked the wrong Australian, meaning Indy. Emma and Nikki Cross, they lose in about, what, what was it, 60 seconds, 90 seconds? Who the fuck cares? Was anybody keeping time of this shit? Was anybody even watching this shit? They lose. They lose. So we get two teams, four women, absolutely disposed of. Thanks for coming, Emma. You think that woman goes home and wonders why she signed back with this company? I guarantee you she does. Emma comes back, nothing. Nikki Cross dumps the butterfly shit, goes back to her fucking NXT shit, nothing. Candice LeRae, nothing. Indy gets called up, nothing. This is how WWE's presenting their women. You'd think Candice would be better off. No, Indy gets called up. A star female in the NXT women's division that held the NXT championship before the draft. You'd think she'd get a fucking video package or some fucking hype on the main roster. Zero. Nikki Cross, why isn't she getting pushed? Oh, that's right, because Vince McMahon had her fucking floating around like a goddamn fucking butterfly and and looking like a comic book fucking character, and now she's back to her old shit that actually worked. Yeah, fuck that. We're not going to push Nikki. And Emma, you don't think Vince McMahon remembers Emma from what she was doing? Emma Lena? She didn't want to do that shit. Vince remembers that. Oh, she didn't want to listen to me. Fuck her. This entire division is a joke. Then we get Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Remember her? Who? Tegan Knox. Yeah, that's right. Tegan Knox. You think Tegan Knox came back from a fucking debilitating injury to get some fucking TV time? This one went what? Three minutes? Maybe less than that. Her tag team partner. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. But oh, I, I thought Dana Brooke was a free agent. I, I thought Dana Brooke was on NXT. Now she's back on Monday Night Raw. They drafted her to Raw, sent her down to NXT, claimed she's a free agent. Now she's back on Raw. Which brand is she on? Which brand is Dana Brooke on? She should be on brand unemployment. Poor Tegan Knox, man, going for the tag team titles and her fucking tag team partner is Dana Brooke. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. That goes to show you exactly what the fucking management team thinks of Tegan Knox if they got if they got Dana Brooke as her fucking tag team partner. They lose. The only semblance of a match here was Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And they came out with their fucking smoking guns. They came out with those fucking mist guns. So they added that back into their entrance. That might have been a Triple H thing. So they got their somewhat NXT entrance back. So we'll see how long that lasts. Ah, that's just another expense, pal. We got to cut that from the budget. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville win. This wasn't terrible because I like Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Chance tagged in and landed a Frankensteiner from the top rope on Chelsea. She sold the hell out of it. Katana Chance and Kata Carter went for their finish, the after party, but DeVille broke it up, and Green landed on Pretty Her for the one, two, three. So Chelsea Green and Sonya DeVille win, and I guess, I guess that makes for 
a good nothing team for Liv and Raquel Rodriguez to beat because they just won the championships. Honestly, Caden Carter and Katana Chance should be fighting for the tag team titles, but they already had a shot at the tag team titles against Ronda and Shayna when they were the tag team champions a few weeks back. So now they got to fight their way back. Instead of giving them a match in which they'll ultimately lose against the champions, build them up. This is a good nothing team for Liv and Raquel to beat and then maybe move on to Katana Chance and Caden Carter. But again, does anybody want to see Katana Chance and Caden Carter win the tag team championships when at the end of the day, these titles mean absolutely jack shit to anybody? Why are we, why are we pretending to have a tag team division? How stupid is it of, a, of WWE? They, look, they don't think they look ridiculous? Why are you pretending to have a tag team division when we know that there is none? None of these teams are actually teams, except Caden Carter and Katana Chance. None of them. None of them. Even your champions aren't even a fucking team. They're two women randomly paired together that call themselves friends that WWE's parading around as a fucking tag team. When are we going to stop the charade and move the fuck on and accept failure? All this did, this was absolutely, unequivocally, the worst fucking thing they could have done because all this did, this match, this turmoil match, all it did was expose how fucking awful this entire division is. WWE has put zero resources into any of these women and then... You want to ask, why is the crowd so fucking dead for this match? This entire match was fucking crickets. Silence. The only time that this crowd popped was when Katana Chance did a Frankensteiner off the top rope to Chelsea Green. That was it. They didn't pop for the win. They didn't pop for anything during this turmoil match. They didn't pop for any of these women. Zero reaction. And then you want to ask, what's going on? What's wrong? WWE puts zero effort into any of these women. And then this is the result. So when I sit there and tell you the division sucks, I'm not blaming the women. I'm not. There's a group here that is talented. It's the fucking company that doesn't get behind them because they're not Charlotte. They're not Bianca. They're not Becky. It's fucking awful. WWE wants to claim that they're an equal opportunity fucking company. There's no equal opportunity here. It's either those three or nobody. And then that creates fucking offensive television like we got tonight. Again, tell me when I'm telling lies. Been ranting about this for fucking how long now? We go from that terrible segment to another terrible segment Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus this was fucking awful awful everything about this is awful this cannot end fast enough Becky Lynch made her way out to the ring called out Trish Stratus to finish up their issues right now I wish Trish and Zoe showed up on the ramp Stratus is wearing Cody's protective face mask She looked dashing tonight. Stratus said that she's not medically cleared, only for Lynch to challenge Zoe. Stratus told Lynch that 
No one is better than her because she's the greatest of all time. Becky Lynch pointed out how Stratus needs Stark's help to beat her. Becky Lynch then said that Stratus would just leave Stark when she returns to Peng to appear on the cover of magazines. Stratus said that she is the face of the division and Stark would break her face. Stratus said that she had a medical appointment, but Zoe would be available to wrestle Becky next week on Raw. I am completely over this feud. It's done nothing. And please, please, don't sit there and tell me that it's working for Zoe. It's not. It's not. This shit can't end fast enough. Trish Stratus can't get off my TV fast enough. She is awful in this role. Awful as a heel. It's not working. Becky is parading around like this is the biggest fucking storyline on Monday Night Raw. This storyline, believe it or not, is bigger than the fucking women's championship that Rhea Ripley is holding around her waist. It is that fucking ridiculous on Monday night. That's what the company thinks. This is bigger than the women's championship, the world women's championship. This storyline is bigger than Rhea Ripley. How sad is that? And please, someone chime in and tell me when I'm telling lies again. Please tell me when I'm wrong. Is Zoe benefiting from this? Is Zoe benefiting from this fucking cringy, heelish Trish Stratus? No reaction. Nobody gives a shit. Zoe's going to be in the ring with Becky Lynch to do what? Lose? What are we doing? I thought we were supposed to get these women over. This is making it worse. Zoe is a non-factor here. This is about Trish and Becky. Zoe is just there. Nobody gives a shit about Zoe. Nobody's going to give a fuck about Zoe when this is over. So what's the point? What are we accomplishing here? Oh, she was in Money in the Bank. Oh, she's standing next to the top women in the division. Sure. Does she feel like a top woman in the division? No, she don't. Will she feel like a top woman in the division after this is over? Ask yourself that question. The answer is no. Why? Because WWE will do nothing to follow it up. But you're a sucker thinking that WWE is going to do good. That they're going to raise her stock. Don't give a fuck. Vince doesn't give a shit. Moving on. Cody Rhodes... They aired a recap of Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar brawling at the start of the show. Cody came out in ring gear to start Monday Night Raw. Cody Rhodes then showed up on stage for an interview. He puts his suit on. So again, we got Cody making the entrance and he's standing there and he's doing the whoa! Cody said there is no way that he and Lesnar could coexist on Raw. He said that he would be willing to fight Lesnar every night, anywhere, any place, or any time. That was it. That was all that was said. So, Cody came out to start the show in ring gear, Delivers a Cody cutter to Brock Lesnar. Chases Lesnar away. Then he goes to the back, puts his suit on, 
to come out later in the show to do this interview segment and tell me that he would fight Lesnar every single night, every week, anytime, any place, anywhere. Do you mind telling me where that any place or any time is, Cody? I mean, up until this point, we're four months in, and we have zero explanation, and WWE continues to give us zero as far as substance in this storyline. Why am I to sit here and guess where you want to wrestle Brock Lesnar? We're four fucking weeks from SummerSlam. You couldn't tell me tonight that you want Brock at SummerSlam? Or is that too difficult of a thing to do, Vince? Why do we have to wait and stall on these announcements? Like, we know we're getting that match. So why are you prolonging the announcement? With a stipulation. Did this need to happen? Did this segment need to happen on the show? This couldn't have been done backstage? No, but you needed to parade him out there in a fucking suit. Whoa! To give me more. Nothing from Cody. This entire, this entire feud. Oh, JD, what's the feud about? Nothing. It's like that fucking skit from Seinfeld where they're pitching their fucking pilot episode. What's the show about? Nothing. The show is about nothing. It's exactly what it is. What's Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar about? Nothing. I could picture Vince McMahon playing George Costanza in fucking Titan Tower. When someone sits down, he's asking, you know, or the creative team's asking Vince... Well, Vince, what's the show? What, what's this Lesnar and Cody Rhodes feud about? Nothing, pal. I am dumbfounded how anybody in fucking wrestling Twitter watches this shit and enjoys it. Absolutely fucking awful. Awful. Swear to God, man, this is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy you want to beat Roman Reigns? This guy, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes with the fucking big tattoo. All Cody Rhodes is, is a suit and an entrance at this point. Whoa! Totally is. Sure thing, guy. Sure thing, guy. Make, make it known right now. When Cody beats Roman, I'm sure that's going to go off so well, man. Who's going to give a shit at that point? Roman's already been beaten. Oh, well, yeah, J.D. was in a, t- a tag team match. I don't give a fuck if it was a tag team match. I don't give a fuck if it was a six-man tag, eight-man tag, ten-man tag. I don't give a fuck if they did it on Mars or the moon or Jupiter. I don't give a fuck if it was in another dimension. Roman lost. He took an L. He now has a blemish on his record. No, but I'm supposed to sit there and, and cheer for Cody for winning the title against the guy who's been unstoppable, but it's not about beating Roman. It's about beating Roman because to beat Roman, you gotta beat Roman to win the title.
The job's already 50% done. Cody could thank Jay Uso for finishing half the fucking job before we get to WrestleMania. Great. Great. It's like you going on a fucking date with a hot blonde that you met on Bumble and he didn't take your blue chew. 50% of the job ain't gonna get done. Fuck out of here. Next thing you know, she'll drop you off on the fucking block and tell you to fucking take an Uber home, geek. Ridiculous. And I'm the fucking negative one. Alpha Academy. Love Chad Gable. Chad Gable, Otis, and Maxine Dupree versus the Viking Raiders, Eric Ivar and Valhalla. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Great. Great. I love Gable, man. G- Gable deserves better. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to leave Otis out of this. Man, I love Otis. Alpha Academy's great. They would make a great run at the tag team titles if given the opportunity. Seriously. This was all about uh, getting Maxine Dupree over and ending this feud with the fucking Viking Raiders that didn't make any sense at all whatsoever. It just gave all six of these fucking people something to do on Monday night. Dupree surprised Valhalla with a sunset flip pinfall to get the victory. At one point, she got the hot tag and she did a couple of throws in there and a suplex. Maxine tried to do the caterpillar, but Valhalla clocked her with a knee strike. Gable took Otis, and, and Derek and Ivar down with a big uh, hangman page-like moonsault. And then, like I said, Dupree got the sunset flip pin on Valhalla, and that was it. Maxine got her first win. She got in there with the Viking Raiders, and that's all that was. I'd like to see Alpha Academy back in the tag team scene. Enough of this garbage with Maxine Dupree. I don't find it interesting whatsoever. Ricochet. We got a clip of Ricochet putting Logan Paul through a table on Money in the Bank Saturday. How many of you WWE apologists who blasted AEW for your Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay Tiger Driver 91 spot How many of you people showed that same energy towards Ricochet and Logan Paul nearly killing each other at Money in the Bank? I doubt you guys said anything about that because you're a bunch of fucking geeks. You break. IWC is trash. Absolute trash. On top of that, I got to fucking look at complete marks marking out at a post-show scrum after Money in the Bank asking Damian Priest if Bad Bunny is going to join the Judgment Day And I thought Denise was bad. Where do they find these fucking people? Holy shit. How about asking some legitimate questions? Now you want to know why I don't get invited to these fucking things? Because I certainly wouldn't be asking about Bad Bunny joining Judgment Day. Oh, it was match of the year. It was match of the year. Priest was looking at him like, holy shit, bro. Are you going to get laid in this lifetime? JD's got some blue chew. I could give you some. Code JD at checkout. 
And Damian Priest is looking at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match of the year. Sure. Even Damian Priest knows his match wasn't match of the year. He probably watched Omega and Osprey from fucking forbidden match of the year. What the fuck are you talking about? Jackie Redmond. They got some new broad on Monday night. She interviewed Ricochet about his interactions with Logan Paul. Ricochet called out Logan for confronting him backstage before daring him to show up next week for a face-to-face. Well, there you go. You got your SummerSlam match between Ricochet and Logan Paul already brewing. What about LA Knight? What about LA Knight? Is LA Knight even going to be in Detroit? We don't know. We don't know. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Logan Paul and LA Knight. That'll be the match at SummerSlam. Vince said, fuck that. Keep him in L.A. We're going to go ricochet. What they really should do, if they really want to do something with L.A. night, because Austin Theory ain't doing jack shit with the United States title, they should put the United States fucking championship on L.A. night and make L.A. night versus Austin Theory for SummerSlam. They're on the same fucking show. Rhea Ripley. She went one-on-one with no 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 Natalia. Natalia's been nattied for the last three weeks. Tonight, Natalia tried to natty Rhea Ripley. Natalia attacked Rhea Ripley during her ring entrance. Natalia had that little flair in her tonight, man. A little gusto. Attacked her during her ring entrance. So, what we got while this was uh, happening, they went nearly 14 minutes. 14 minutes. This was easily the best match of the entire show. Match of the night. By far and away, best thing on the show. Natalia attacked Rhea Ripley during her entrance. After the bell rang, Natalia went right for the sharpshooter. Rhea Ripley rolled to the outside to evade Natty. Natalia followed Rhea Ripley. And ran into a big punch. Ripley repeatedly slammed Natalia's head onto the commentary table. Rolled Natalia back in the ring. Natalia hit a German suplex. Got back into the match. Ripley then landed a big strike to the back of Natalia. Natalia then tried to come back again. Fired up. And Rhea Ripley cut her off with a big headbutt coming out of the corner. That looked fucking great. Awesome. Ripley slapped Natalia. Drove her right into the mat repeatedly again. Ripley then kicked Natalia in the midsection and then into the chest. Natalia tried to fire up again, but Ripley quickly put a stop to that. The two are now up top on the top rope. Natalia landed a headbutt. Natalia followed with a cross body coming off the top as Rhea Ripley was down on the mat. And the two stayed down for a little bit. Ripley quickly got back up, regained control, drop kicked Natalia's face. We go into a picture-in-picture commercial. Natalia was in control after the commercial break and went for a sharpshooter, but Rick Ripley countered to get control of the match again. Natalia hit her discus lariat. She goes for a cover and gets a two. Ripley kicked Natalia, went to the top rope for a missile drop kick, hit it for a two count. Ripley landed a big kick to the head and worked the prism lock into a submission hold here. Natalia rolled through and got out of it. Natalia gets out of it. She goes for a sharpshooter. But Ripley ran Natalia into the turnbuckle, face first. Ripley went to the top, 
and did the Eddie Guerrero pose up top. She jumped off, and Natalia got the feet up. Natalia picks up Ripley, hits a British Bulldog-inspired running power slam, and finally got the sharpshooter in. Ripley made it to the ropes. Ripley on the outside. She's got a busted mouth. At this point, Natalia went for something. I don't know what the fuck was going on here. Natalia went for something, but Ripley countered uh, by getting back into the ring. Natalia gets back in the ring. She goes through the ropes. She eats a kick, a headbutt, a riptide, and that was it. So Natalia looked like a, a blithering fool. So she is on the outside with Ripley. Ripley rolls to the outside after the sharpshooter spot. Natalia follows her to the outside. Ripley immediately rolls back into the ring. Natalia follows her, and that's where the match ended. Kind of a lame duck ending, but the match itself was, was very good. This was easily the best Natalia match that I've seen in a long time. And this was by far and away Rhea Ripley's best match since winning the title from Charlotte at WrestleMania. This is what we need to see more of. This is the division that we need to see. This. I don't know where this is, but we got it tonight. Whatever happened here, I don't know if this is leading to an Natalia character change or what, but this was a very good match. Very good match from both ladies. And I don't know where we go. After the match was over, Ripley attacked Natalia again. Liv Morgan and Raquel ran out to make the save. So it looks like they could be setting up Raquel versus Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam. I don't know if they're going to save Becky versus Trish for SummerSlam. Looks like they may. Rhea Ripley's going to need to defend that title against somebody. Having it be Raquel... Could be a good match, but Raquel's not ready for that. You're only going to be feeding her to, Raquel, to Rhea Ripley at that point, and she's really not ready for that, and I really don't want to see her take a loss, especially if she's the tag team champion. Not really a good creative decision there. So we'll see what happens with the ladies, but it looks like we're getting Rhea versus Raquel and Trish versus Becky at SummerSlam coming off of Monday Night Raw. Tommaso Ciampa. He's continuing his absolutely nothing feud with The Miz. Champa called out Miz on tonight's show, cut a promo backstage saying he finally saw a look in The Miz's eye that he liked last week. Champa said Miz got this ruthlessness in him, this ruthless aggression back. Champa said the next time he sees The Miz, he wants The Miz to bring some of that energy in the ring together. Then the Miz spoke from a backstage area too. Miz says he doesn't care what cards Champa has. Miz says the last person who called him a coward is gone. I believe he's talking about Daniel Bryan there. Miz said next week he'll have a no DQ match with Champa. Miz closed by saying he's the Miz. And of course, he is awesome. So we got Champa and the Miz in a no DQ match. Do we see Johnny Gargano next week? Maybe. If I'm Gargano, I don't, I don't even know if I, I, I come back to WWE or come back to Raw, honestly. Can we end this feud next week? Honestly, seriously. Can we end this feud with The Miz? Champa deserves a lot better than this, man. Champa is so much better than this. Rhea Ripley was shown backstage, and EO Sky walked up to Rhea Ripley. I thought she's a SmackDown superstar. What is she doing on Raw? The fuck do I know? Ripley told Sky to try her, 
because it'd be the biggest mistake of her life. The rest of the Judgment Day showed up and Ripley complained about Raquel and Liv. Ripley said Liv and Raquel will regret getting involved. I wonder if EO had a visitor's pass from Monday Night Raw. Oh, but she has the briefcase. That doesn't mean she could show up on any brand. Fuck out of here. Matt Riddle. He went one-on-one with Giovanni Vinci. This match went 90 seconds. It's more of a setup, more of an angle than a match. Vinci jump-started the match, slammed Riddle down. Vinci hit a crossbody, worked the ankle, the injured ankle of Matt Riddle that Gunther worked on. And Vinci landed a rolling senton into a moonsault off the second rope for a two-count. Vinci went for an ankle lock. Riddle rolled through and pinned... Giovanni Vinci, 90 seconds. Imperium attack Riddle after the match. Drew McIntyre makes the save, took out Kaiser, took out Vinci. McIntyre stared down Gunther and invited Gunther into the ring before landing a claymore on Giovanni Vinci. McIntyre went backstage with Matt Riddle. He was backstage with Matt Riddle. Says he's back. And Riddle says the two should pair up and face Imperium next week. Great, another loss for Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. It's great. Awesome. Nothing more than fucking lackeys for Gunther who take L's while he racks up W's. That's what Vince's mentality probably is. Well, he's got all the W's. We can kind of even it out with these guys taking a loss, pal. They should be winning matches, not losing they should not be used as fucking, hey, let's make this match. They could take a loss. Ridiculous. So they have a match next week, and apparently Riddle and McIntyre are going to be a thing. Who cares? Main event. Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio. This went 10 minutes. Tired of seeing Dominic in these nothing main event matches. He doesn't belong there. This is the main event. This It goes to show you. It goes to show you how fucking little WWE cared about this show. Natty was the best thing on this show, and Dominic was in the main event. So obviously this was all about Damian Priest potentially cashing in. The match was okay with Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio, but it was more about what happened after the match between Finn Balor and Damian Priest as they're teasing tension within Judgment Day. Rollins will pick it up after a commercial break, because that's when all the good stuff happens. The good stuff doesn't happen before the commercial break. Rollins was in the middle of Three Amigos from Dominic. Rollins went to the top. Ripley distracted. Priest pushed Rollins off the top rope. Dominic stomped Rollins multiple times. He went for the top rope. Frog Splash nailed it. He went back up for another frog splash. Rollins got the knees up on the second attempt. Crowd was chanting, whoa! And then he clotheslines. Dominic over the top rope. Hits a tope suicida on the outside to Dominic. Back in the ring. Seth set up for the curb stomp. Priest came into the ring to chokeslam Rollins for a DQ. He gave him a south of heaven. Bell rang. Priest beat the hell out of Rollins. And he did a face-first slam onto the commentary desk, beating the shit out of him. 
Corey Graves was teasing that Priest was going to cash in. Priest set up Rollins for a razor's edge, about to put him through the table, but Rollins maneuvered his way out of it. Dominic then hits Rollins in the back with the briefcase. Dominic tries to convince Priest to cash it in. It looked like Damian Priest was going to cash it in, and all of a sudden, after we were told Finn Balor wasn't there all night, where was he? Shows up and ran down to attack Rollins, and Priest was about to jump on the apron. He jumped on the apron with the briefcase. He was going to cash in. Finn Balor gets in the ring. He brawls with Rollins without seeing Priest on the apron, pushes Rollins accidentally into Priest, who fell off the apron as he starts to attack Rollins in the middle of the ring, does Balor. So at this point, Balor and Priest started yelling at each other. Priest was yelling at Finn, you ruined my cash-in. Finn was like, well, you ruined my championship win on Saturday at Money in the Bank. And they started arguing. Rollins left this entire situation. Dominic went to go attack Rollins on the other side of the ring while Priest and Balor were arguing. He gave Dominic a pedigree on the outside and walked up the ramp, leaving Judgment Day in shambles. Rhea Ripley was attending to Dominic. Balor and Priest were arguing, and Rhea Ripley was trying to calm everybody down as the show went off the air. I do not see Damian Priest cashing in this briefcase successfully. He's going to cash it in and lose. There's no way he's beating Rollins. None. They're not taking that title off of Rollins for the rest of the year. Why would they? Why should they? How could you do that to Rollins? Why would you even think about doing that to Rollins? Honestly. He's worked his ass off to get the championship. He's made it very vocal about Roman and the run that he's had. And the fact that he wants to be a fighting champion the workhorse champion on Monday night, and that's exactly what they're going to make him out to be. Priest is going to fail his cash, and I'm sure Balor's going to have something to do with that. Priest is going to get kicked out of Judgment Day. They're going to have J.D. McDonough in his place, and Priest is going to go on to be a babyface. And that's what we'll get. We'll get Rollins and Priest joining an alliance or forming an alliance together, and we'll battle Balor and the new Judgment Day with J.D. McDonough. Exactly where I see it going. But Damian Priest ain't cashing in that briefcase. No way. Now, EO, EO on the other hand, I, I do see a potential cash in for EO. But at the same time, I could see Vince saying, fuck that and have her fail as well because she's an NXT girl and she's a Triple H girl. And being that no woman has failed to cash in, I could see her being the first failed cash in. Spawn that Ross sucked. If you thought this show was good, your standards are very, very poor. This show was awful. One of the worst Monday Night Raws of the entire year. Anyway, guys, we are about to get into the Super Chat portion of the show. If you want to hang around, I'd love for you to stick around. If not, I will see you all on... uh, Depends on the news. You may see me. In the sub boxes tomorrow. If not, you'll see me on Wednesday for sure. I'll be live with Jesse for the AW Dynamite Post right here on Off the Script. No TNT, no Tuesday Night Titans tomorrow night with Andrew Baydala. We're taking the week off. It is 4th of July tomorrow. 
Follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go and check out all of the other contents on the channel. Plenty of it. And tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew, guys. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Blue Chew is your way into booking long term. I always talk about long term booking. Blue Chew is your pen and paper, man. Plus, the temperatures, man, are rising this summer. And you need that confidence this summer, man. Blue Chew is going to provide that not only in life. But in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to stepping up to the plate. Let me tell you something, man. When you, when you take Blue Chew, man, instantly, you see what Ronald Acuna is doing for the Braves? That's it. You're off and running, man. You'll be on your way to a 40-40 fucking season. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable tablets. Fraction of the cost. Anytime, day or night, plan ahead. Be ready when that opportunity arises. And it's very simple. BlueChew.com. Sign up. Consult with one of their online medical providers. And once you guys are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. No questions asked. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No doctor's office. No awkward conversations. Your package is going to be shipped to you directly to you and discreetly. So if you guys can benefit from that extra confidence, why not give Blue Chew a try? Code JD at checkout. $5. Shipping and handling is all you have to worry about. BlueChew.com, code JD. want to thank them for once again supporting and sponsoring the podcast. Right here on Off The Script. Super Chats, man. Let's get into them. Michelle. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Summon WWE want to end the Bloodline saga now. And it's the best thing that WWE's got on TV. If they end it, they better have a fucking plan B on what's going to take its spot. Cameron Battle with a 10 in Super Chat. No build for SummerSlam tonight. No build for AEW All-In on last Wednesday or Collision. And not going to be any build on SmackDown, everyone on break, I guess. I guess so, man. I don't know. No clue. Also, he says, JD, I just got done rewatching NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. God, can we go back to where things made sense? Uh, we ain't ever getting that back, Cameron. Ever. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Bet Sammy is a part of Roman's trial Friday. I would bet that Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are a part of Roman's trial for sure. The tribal court. Tony Brown with $9.99. My birthday, my friend. Rhea Meat. Tony Brown, if it is your birthday, brother, 
Happy fucking birthday, man. Everybody in the OTS venue wish my guy Tony Brown a happy fucking birthday, man. Legitimately. We love Tony Brown. Thank you for being here, brother. Happy birthday. Enjoy yourself. Rick Morty with four months. I find it funny how WWE, as soon as Fight Forever comes out, 2K23 is 30% off. Hashtag petty. Yeah, it's the highest rated video game out currently. 2K sucks. Kenny Omega came out and said that there will be massive updates to the game. We're getting a stadium stampede. We're going to get more shit in the creative suite. Hopefully they add a lot more match types. I'd like if there were longer entrances. We'll see, man. It's going to be a, a, a game that's going to evolve over time. This is what people don't understand. 24 of the 499, they created entrance stage interviews specifically to get more whoa on the show. Yeah. It's exactly what they did. Michelle Moran with a two-dollar super chat. Raw brought to you by Vince on an acid trip. Yes. Yeah, this show was awful tonight. Krauser with a two-dollar super chat. Why did MJF host an open challenge for the title? I have no idea. Doesn't make sense. He doesn't want to wrestle yet. Issued an open challenge for the title. Doesn't really make sense. I have not watched Collision yet. But this week's collision on Saturday is going to be fucking great, man. Joe versus Punk should be great. Krauser, thank you, brother. DX Trixers with a five. When Natalia was the best thing about Raw, it just shows how mid this Raw was. Indeed. Esato Fortune with a 12 months. This guy's got a golden microphone. Oh, yeah. The women tag team division. Reminds me of gym class at high school when the teacher randomly paired us up in teams and have matches. Keep on rocking, JD. That's basically what it is, man. It's like high school fucking gym class where you get random pairings for dodgeball. And you're the last fucking kid picked. Awful. Awful. Cisco with 14 months. Hey, JD, love your show and everything you do. Happy 14 months. Also, the mic is on point. You sound great. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Cisco. I love all Rode products, man. I love Rode. I got a Rode mic. I got a Rode pod mic. I got a Rode Procaster. I got a Rodecaster Pro Duo, a Rodecaster Pro big one. I love Rode products, man. I wish they'd fucking sponsor me. Honestly. Taking my Rode uh, video mic, my Rode wireless shit to London. So much Rode, man. Thank you, Cisco. The All-American Nightmare, Mike Harper with the $2 Super Chat. Fire Vince McMahon. Sorry, not sorry, Vince fans. Bro, I wish Vince was non-existent. Honestly. I am woman with six months. Hey, JD, I love your streams. I just wanted to say RIP Whoopi Goldberg. She was my favorite actress. Did Whoopi Goldberg pass away? 
Why are we dropping? Why are we? Why are we? Is Whoopi dead? Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Why are we talking about Whoopi Goldberg passing away? What are we talking about here? Come on, man. No, it's not true. No, it's not true. Fantasy kid with 18 months. One month closer to the golden microphone. I saw your tweet about your dark horse. Mine is going to suffer the same fate. Uh, fantasy kid. I hope, I hope that's not the case, brother. Hopefully you fare better than I do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably end up buying the fucking car, man. D-Man for the 499. Awful show, JD, as usual. Other than Rhea Ripley and Natty, no Randy Orton, just dreadful. And Kevin Patrick is like nails in a chalkboard listening to him. Yeah, Kevin Patrick is terrible. Um... I am woman with the super chat. Said Whoopi Goldberg has been uh, deceased. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that was said. I really don't. I really don't want. I don't know why that was said. King James, with the 24 months, he's got a golden microphone. Finally got the golden mic. Drinks on me tonight. Thank you, King James. Appreciate you, brother. 24 months is a big deal, bro. Stan G, thank you for the $100 super chat. Going right to the Mustang fund, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for your generosity. Phantom, KSD with the new membership. Phantom, what the fuck are you drinking tonight, brother? Tunday with a $5 super chat. Hey, GD, I believe Natty outdid herself tonight. After winning those awards, then I don't even want to start with Cody. Pathetic show as always. Yeah, this show sucked, brother. This show was awful. Joseph Taylor with a five-dollar super chat. Remember when Monday Night Raw used to get three, four, five, six million viewers? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah. How we consume TV has changed, also, Joseph. Not to give them any excuses. D-Man with a 199. Happy 4th, JD. Have a safe and relaxing day. I will certainly try, man. Brandon Utley with a $5 super chat. Maybe they do Imperium versus Drew Riddle and Randy Orton at SummerSlam so they can wait to do Drew versus Gunther later and get that Mustang. You deserve it. We'll see, man. We will see... How it goes. But it's mine. I mean, if I want it, I put down a deposit today, so. Hooligrim says that there was a hoax and that, that she crashed in a car crash. Oh, great. 
there. Whatever. Whoopi Goldberg is still among the living. Uh, Willie Teague. $3 Super Chat. Maxine Dupree is going to be a star. Eh. Rodney Savage, I see you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Brandon, thank you for your Super Chat, man. I could see that actually happening, too. Imperium versus Drew Riddle and Randy Orton at SummerSlam. I can see that. Sean Ray J with a $5 Super Chat. Knew the show was going to be bad once the first 30 minutes had zero wrestling. Yeah, Vince. Ali, thank you for your generosity, brother. Right to the Mustang Fund with a $100 Super Chat. Thank you for being here, bro. Michael J. Sanchez with a 999. Solo Sokoa sides with the Usos. And in comes the Authors of Pain, making their return to help Roman Reigns, setting up a six-man tag team match. Now Reigns got two powerhouses. Bro, I would actually love to see that. I would love to see that. Uh, Hooligan, you're talking about Paul Walker. Oh, okay. Proto with a $2 super chat. No message, man. Thank you. Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. JD over here taking down the IWC and bad booking like a Casanova. Give it up to my brother right here. Thank you, Jason. We're out the well with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, JD, I haven't watched WWE ever since that abysmal Raw after Mania. Overall, would you say the product is worth getting back into? We're out the well. No. Absolutely not. It has not gotten any better. Though they're premium live events, WWE continues to churn out some really good premium live events. They've gotten better. The weekly shows have not. Hiru with a $5 Super Chat. WWE's treatment of their women's division. Makes me appreciate stardom even more. Long-term booking, awesome matches, emotional storylines. They make WWE look silly. WWE does not give a shit about women's wrestling. It's all a fucking act. Mike NY with 14 months. Get rid of Vince. Captain Solo with 24 months. He's got himself a golden microphone, this Captain Solo. The way they are presenting Cody right now as the babyface kissing babyface by Royal Rumble, the entire crowd will be booing him like in AEW. They better be careful. This shit sucks. It really does. Also, with a $5 super chat is Captain Solo. Vince should have a mandatory psych exam every year. These shows make no sense. OTS for life, 1,000 likes minimum. Thank you, Solo. Alex Ali with a $5 super chat. Guaranteed Vince's explanation for Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania will be Roman hasn't been pinned in the United States, therefore he's undefeated in the United States. Don't give them ideas, Alex, please. Sean Ray J with a $5 super chat. Vince is going to... Feed Liv and Raquel to Rhea as tag champs like he did, like he tried to do with Sasha and Naomi. Probably. Probably. M. James with a five. Why have Priest win just to have him lose? 
Even more of a wasted opportunity to have Knight win money in the bank. What do you see Knight doing at SummerSlam? Nothing. If he's not involved with Logan Paul and Ricochet, nothing. Alex Young with a $10 super chat. It's probably just me, but it feels like Finn will leave JD himself with how Dominic, Rhea, and Damien always seem so well together. As Damien was saying at the end of the show, look at Dom. I don't know, man. Maybe I could see that. Maybe Finn walks away. I, I would rather see Damian Priest, the babyface, than Finn Balor. I think Balor works. I don't know. I don't want to see any of them leave. We'll see. Hollywood Eric with a $10 super chat. My guy, JD, you killed it tonight. I'm proud of you for continuing to do this while you are exhausted. I was so proud when you did the Forbidden Door week. You make my week better every week, my tribal chief. Thank you, Hollywood Eric. I appreciate you, brother. That's very nice of you to say. Bucks after dark for the 199. He says, you single-handedly got me back into wrestling. Cheers to you, brother. Alberto with a 999. Thoughts on Shannon's promo? I thought it was the best promo of her uh, main roster run. I'm glad she got a good promo in and hope they push her after Ronda. And also, have you heard Zoe Stark's theme? It's amazing. Probably my favorite right now. I have not. I have to listen to that. Thank you, Alberto. Yo, John. With a 499. The way Rhea hasn't gotten a meaningful feud since WrestleMania is disappointing and a waste of her title run. I agree. AWC Legend with a 199 and a 499. He says, Raw is so hard to watch. I just wait to watch you, JD. OTS for life, he says. And then he says, Can I get a Thank you, AWC Legend. Baby Shaq with the 14 months. What's up, JD? I fell asleep on the show. Glad I missed a lot of this show. How is the AEW Fight Forever game? Happy 4th OTS family. I enjoy it. I'll be streaming it again this week at some point. If you guys enjoy No Mercy, I don't know why you wouldn't enjoy this. It's the same fucking game. Joseph King with the $2 Super Chat. Waiting on that CM Punk Jay White feud. Oh, yeah. Should be great. I'm waiting for that Samoa Joe vs. CM Punk match on Saturday. Cameron Battle with a $4.99. I go back and rewatch NXT Black and Gold to see what we should be getting. Bro, don't disappoint yourself, please. You're only hurting yourself, man. Captain Solo with a $5 Super Chat. Do you think Roman will turn babyface after he loses the title and this story ends? Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to think that far ahead, Solo. I don't. 24 with a 199. What about Theory versus Knight for the U.S. Championship? I just said that. Yes, I would prefer that. But it looks like after SmackDown this past Friday, they're setting up Theory versus Sheamus. Videos by HBP with a $5 super chat. Why did the ladders have no give at Money in the Bank? 
Were the weak ladders replaced in UK with real ones? Or has WWE stopped using breakable ladders? I have no idea, bro. That's a very good question. No clue. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get the hell out of here, man. I appreciate you guys very much for stopping by tonight. Uh, it is uh, 1.16 a.m. on the East Coast, and I have a gym appointment at 9 a.m. tomorrow, so... I gotta get my ass to bed, but I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out tonight. As Hollywood Eric gets another five in Super Chat in here. Hollywood Eric with a five-dollar Super Chat. JD, you got a supporter. I chased off two JD haters today on Twitter. You are the true legend of the IWC. You will always have me as a VIP member. Thank you, Hollywood Eric. I appreciate you, man. Guys, I'm about to get out of here, man. Please follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Hit that bell. Turn on that bell for notifications. Thank you for the super chat. Love tonight. It's all going towards the Mustang Fund. Hit that thumbs up. A thousand likes minimum. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. You might see me in the sub boxes tomorrow. If not, Jesse and I will see you on Wednesday live from the beer garden right here on OTS. I will see you guys later. Happy fourth. Stay safe. Enjoy a cold one for me. And I will see you guys on Wednesday. See you guys later. Something Cause